What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. What's good, y'all? He's back, and I'm back with a previous guest today. Um, and again, you know, I was about to introduce him, but again, I don't do that on this. So introduce yourself again. Hey, it's good to be back. My name is Jerry, uh, last name Lopez, if anybody needs to know that. IG handle, it's okay, Jerry. Second J-Lo, you know, people have called me that, but they've also called me a lot of things, good and bad. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Not kidding at all. Um, But uh, yep, I am here for the second time. Uh, Had some experience in different situations in life, different spheres of life, such as leadership, uh, ran a community or helped lead a community along with a couple other people. For a while, um, I am, I would say, a decent artist when it comes to putting paint on the canvas or paint on whatever that is. Um, I ain't going to toot my horn too much. Um, I wish I had a toot toot little sound on here. Damn uh, it. I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I guess I, I'm, I'm just a, a dichotomy of a bunch of things. So uh, just really honored to be here, bro. Oh, I'm really happy to have you back. I know last time we spoke about depression, and if you haven't Mm. checked out that episode, um, please go and check that out now. Well, not now, but after this one. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, and today I really want to just go over, like, you know, so you're. how are you feeling since we did that episode to now? I've been been feeling... uh a lot better um and i think even when i did that episode i was obviously coming i was on the upside i was on the upside okay. from uh just a really really traumatic year and a half i think it was uh up into that point so uh yeah i've been feeling better i've been feeling i've been feeling stronger i feel like as in as if my thoughts and uh ideas have have flowed a lot more easier than uh what they have in the last year and my conversations and, and my word, my verbiage, uh, feels, it, it feels right again. It feels, it's, it's feeling better again. I feel, I'm starting to feel like my old self, but not trying to stay as my old self either, trying to grow. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's freaking amazing. I am really happy to hear that. I know when we did that podcast, I was just coming out of a, mm-hmm. a bunk, I guess you could say depressive state as well. And I'll get into that later on. Cause I do want to, touch on that a little bit but i know we really wanted to talk about growth and i feel that that's a an amazing topic just for the simple fact that um for me um even the podcast that people heard last week um i stated in there the the person i was talking to was saying like dang you ain't changed at all i said i haven't but i've grown there's things Mm. that i would not do anymore um that i used to do and then even just in the last year, I realized that, like, I'm 
a lot more mellow than I mm-hmm. used to be. Granted, there's sometimes where I like to get quirky or you know, you know, be mm-hmm. out of myself or whatever. But I'm a lot, a lot more mellow, um, and just even mannered more so than I used to be. Um, and I think that that's a big contributor of the things that I let into my life. Like I don't really watch reality TV anymore um, because it's it's all it's all about negative stuff, and it can be toxic. And you got to watch what you listen to and what you speak and all this other stuff. And I had to cut that out. So I love in hip hop. Unless you're giving me a check, I won't be watching y'all. Uh, <laughs> But, um, and it was something that it was like my guilty pleasure, you know, but yeah. I, I'm like, I'm over it, you know? Um, but yeah, so talk, talk to us about some growth, you know, now, you know, I have a couple questions, you know, start off with a question. I, I can't prepare. <laughs> Dang, bro. Um, well, that's exciting. Um, so one of the questions I do have, and not all of them are about growth, but I feel like they all yeah. encompass the same thing. But yeah. what do you feel your self-worth is based on? And I feel that mm. as you go older, that changes. And some people don't really know what self-worth really is. And it's just the, mm-hmm. the confidence that you have within yourself. Um, yeah. yeah so. You know, I think that there's some very basic fundamental parts of, like, self-worth. And in regards to self-worth, um, I think that... Um, <clears throat> the way you the way you view yourself and what you think about yourself says a lot you know um and in in and there's a lot of truths that um at, that at least i would like to say that go with um with having self-worth um even if your your um the area of what you where you live in where you were raised at or where you work at or or what have you could sometimes um be contrary to what's true or how you raise is contrary to what's true i think self there's some truths to self-worth everybody's valuable everybody has value so you should know that you have value you should know that you're loved at least by somebody that your life um has purpose and so i think uh in regard to self-worth you, you said the question was was what again the question is, what do you feel your self-worth is based on? Man, I think, well, I think my, I think self-worth is, like I said, it could be based on a lot of things. It, it could be based on, you know, um, again, how you view yourself uh, when it comes to. So how do you view uh, yourself? How, okay, perfect. How I view myself. I view myself as, um, as a, as a very smart individual I, I view myself as a smart individual i view myself as someone that uh one should be an honorable person but also should be honored one that um gives and receives love um one that knows that they're loved um i know that i'm loved i know that i'm loved i know that i'm loved abundantly i know that a lot's been done for me or everything that i that i actually need to live, my right to live has already been paid for me. Um, I feel like my self-worth, um, because I, I, I know I'm loved and because I know I'm valuable and know I'm smart and whatnot, I think a lot of my self-worth for me or a good view on my self-worth is what I contribute towards others. 
if I'm not doing anything to contribute towards others in this world, or I'm not offering anything, then I'm not really doing, doing much one for myself, but you know, for this world, you know what I mean? I think that when it comes to my view on my self-worth, and I think many others, many others view on their self-worth when you're not doing anything to contribute to this world, it makes it very hard for you to feel like you're, you're actually worth much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get that. I think that a lot of times people um, self-worth, they base it off of what other people think of them, not necessarily yeah. what they think that of themselves. There's this song, and I'm not going to play it because it wasn't on the list that I wanted to play songs. It's actually it wasn't on the WAP? It wasn't on the... <laughs> it wasn't on the WAP playlist. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all go get that WAP playlist, Worship and Praise. Um, but no, um, it's, a, it's, an, a, it's a beautiful song. It's actually going to be on the playlist that comes out today. Um, and it's called Terrell Granite Presents Brown Sugar and Honey. But Jeez. the song is by uh, um, Joy Star and it's called Valentine's Day. And mm-hmm. she, the song talks about how like she just was so sad because on Valentine's Day, the day that's supposed to be of love and just in general in her life, that she's not feeling love. She's not doing this stuff. She, no one's telling her, telling her that they love her and all this other stuff. And then at, towards the end of the song, she wakes up and realizes that she does have somebody to love her. She does have somebody to tell her she's beautiful. And that person is herself. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful song. Um, and I think that sometimes we have to wake up and realize that, you know, nobody can love us the way that we love ourselves and nobody's going to. And we're the only people that at the end of the day when the lights are off and the, I feel like this is from a song, the lights are off and the cameras are down. It totally is from a song. I don't know why. But anyways, when the lights are off and the cameras are down, that, um, we have to be with ourselves. We yeah, you know, and sometimes for a lot of people, that's a scary place. Yeah, well, a lot of people. And I don't want to make a huge blanket statement, but it seems like most people don't want to be with themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be with themselves, and that's also because when you're with yourself, you have self-talk, mm-hmm. and you also speak. And if you listen deep enough, you'll hear your heart crying out for different things. And you'll also hear that, hear the need for attention in different areas um, or even need of forgiveness in different areas. And so, um, man, like that in itself, what you just said, that's, that's huge. That's a huge thing. 20, 2020. Yeah. 2020 is a perfect example of that. And a lot of people suffered from it because the weight of having to look in the mirror mm-hmm. is heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. And um, if I can recommend anything to anyone, and I know we're coming out of this pandemic, is if you haven't looked in the mirror, one, please do so. I know that's hard. I know that's not always easy. But when you do it, have grace. Have grace and forgiveness towards yourself. Look at, like, we, we grow, you know, we're we're either growing or we're dying and if we're dying it should be pretty evident to us that we are and if we're growing even if it's in small increments you'll know that there's areas of growth that need to be tend to and so have grace in the areas that you haven't tend to but also understand that who you were you know in 2019 2018 or even before that 
isn't the same person you are now, or at least doesn't have to be the same person you are now. And please understand when I'm encouraging you, as I'm encouraging you to look into the mirror, I'm saying that because the best version of you should usually come out when you have those moments and you won't find that best version of who you are and be content with who you are or who you're becoming or the direction you're going until you do so. And, um, and if you do anything other than that, which a lot of us have, and a lot of us did previous to 2020 by making yourself busy or going to different events or covering things up or having FOMO, the fear of missing out. If you continue to do that, Eventually, when things get quiet again, the weight's going to be a lot more heavier. I totally 100% agree with you. Um, so with growth, and I, I, there's this song by Kay Michelle that says, God, I get it. And for me, with the growth, I've had to learn some of the same mistakes and lessons, that you, as you will. Um, over and over again because I thought I got it and I really didn't. So my question is, which mistakes and or lessons do you feel you've made um, and maybe still are making, but you're, you're starting to come from it and it's causing you to grow? There is certain, okay, so for me, man, there's, there's a bunch. Um, <laughs> and I'll just be really transparent. Um, one of them, was I made a mistake at a certain time of my life where I allowed the fear and the possibilities or the fear that other people would bring on me, um, especially coming from a certain organization that I was a part of, um, dictate my actions. And when you operate off of fear, I'll tell you one thing, when you operate off of fear, um, you're always going to make mistakes. It's, it's pretty highly like, likely that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make some very poor choices. And one of the, a, a huge part of the mistakes that I made is I used to lie. I used to lie because I was so scared. I was in, um, I was in a place of leadership at one time and I had made a transition to um, another extension of an, of an organization that I was a part of in another city. And um and there were certain, uh, there was a certain situation where um, I was pretty much being threatened that if if I wouldn't oblige to um, terminating a relationship I was in, that my opportunity in anything regarding the organization would be cut off. And the relationship wasn't unhealthy. It wasn't bad. It wasn't um, detrimental. But because of the fact that I became so fearful of losing my opportunity because of, and because I was so fearful of it, because I had so much passion regarding what I was doing, I decided to hold on to both. And by holding on to both, I started lying. I started lying and I was afraid. And I got exposed for different lies. I got exposed for different lies. And um, I think that to some degree, we've all been there before. Um, it was about a good year or so where I was just, man, I was just going through a lot. And finally I had to come 
to the very honest place in my life to say, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. And yes, I own up to my part of the deal, whether there was extreme mistreatment and somewhat spiritual abuse or abuse um, in the matter and things that were just totally uncalled for. I still have to take responsibility of the core of the situation. It's I lied. And um, I had to learn from that. I think one of the other more recent things that I had to learn from is um, even in, in, in the midst of, of transition, like I mentioned in the other podcast, I had to learn that no one knows me anything. And sometimes when you're a giver, or you give and you you build with people. You don't have this expectancy that people should owe you something. But when you're in desperate need, like for instance, myself, I was in desperate need of like emotional support, spiritual support, at least someone to be my friend and follow up with me when I had lost all these people in my life and I had gotten the tragic news about my uncle and you know my other you know my family members and whatnot. Um, I had to come to the understanding that no one owes me anything. And as much as it hurts, the grand, on the grand scale of things, there is something bigger taking place. And so I had to learn how to love in spite of that. Because just because someone didn't reach out to me and just because someone didn't follow up me, with me doesn't mean they didn't love me or they didn't want the best for me. That's just where they were at. And I can't, hold anybody um, to a fault for being at a certain place that, that, that they're in. You know what I mean? We're all coming out of some in this pandemic. And so unfortunate to me, I just experienced, I just happened to experience what I experienced, but it all plays a purpose. And so I had to learn that no one owes me anything. And regardless of the fact that you just still love people, you love people, you love people through it. You know, and I'm still learning how to do that right now. I'm learning how, how to also be forgiving to myself because, you know, you asked me a question that you ask everybody. You have that one question that you ask everybody at the end of the podcast. And I remember I told you, I wish I would have drew nearer to God or I wish I would have known how to just stay closer to God in the season that I was in. And I also have to be forgiving of that. I have to be forgiving of that. I have to be forgiving of that and learn that now I still got to stay near to God in spite of having to deal with the junk of everything that, that I had experienced in the year and a half. And I'm learning. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to lead way into a song finally, because you know, I got to play my music, baby. Um, this song is also on the playlist that you can get now called Terrell Garnett's Presents Brown Sugar. It's by my good friend, my big sis, Akili. And the song is called Layers. So let's get into it, y'all. I ask myself if it's a face Does this change just won't go away Nobody feels my pain, try to tell myself it'll be okay, I'm falling over and over again, I must be insane, I must be insane on my forehead. I ask myself if this a face, or, or is this just a special case? What about us? Where do we even 
Playlist, Terrell Garnett presents Brown Sugar and Honey. I love that record so much just because it just talks about how, like, we're all different. We all have different layers, and what we may show on the exterior isn't necessarily who we are to our core. There's layers to to people, and there's layers to us. And I feel that, I think I, I don't know if I talked about this with you on the podcast last time or just in general, but sometimes people, like, because we grow and because we change, um, sometimes when you do something to certain people, you hurt people, whatever the case is, you say you stop talking to them. Now you've grown, but sometimes people like to keep you in that space that you were mm. in before and yeah. not accept that you are a different person or you have changed. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, basically show people like I'm not that person anymore like I you know and just because I've done those things doesn't mean that that's who I am Mm -hmm. Um, yeah do you feel that you struggle with that now being that you have changed some ways or grown or just even in your past you know what that's that's such a that's such a great question um and it sort of just pairs off with what I what I this okay like the situation that I had mentioned to you uh, about the organizational thing, yeah. right? That happened about four years ago, right? The just the whole mess of that situation lasted about a year, right? Previous to that, um, I didn't operate off fear, and I, I, there wasn't really much to hide or lie about. Um, but um, in regard to that situation. Um, there was a dramatic, um, a, just like a, a dramatic, dramatic, dramatic um, transition that had happened with the organization organization I was part of and um, the location that I was at and how it branched out and um, it, had, it had become its own entity. And in regard to that, who I was receiving mistreatment from had parted ways and stood with the organization and I had left with with the other entity um i went through a time of my life not a long time but uh i would say about a year about a year where um there was still a huge huge amount of people that were present for that whole situation and had seen 
um, how I was being talked about, how I was being portrayed, how I was uh, being made to, you know, to look like. And there was people that believed. There was people that believed it, like 100%. Just believed that in my essence, I was this quote unquote bad guy, or I was just this person I just really didn't care. I had ulterior motives, what have you. And so um, when this whole transition happened, I had people finally, because they felt like they had to be around me and they were around me because I was, I was involved. I was involved in the new entity that, that I was a part of. And so they had to be around me because obviously I played some type of help or I was in a role of leadership. And over time, they realized that a lot of what was being said about me or portrayed of me, in spite of there being truth to some of it, a lot of it wasn't true of who I was as a person. Now, they found that out and it became a lot more easier for them to accept me and to know me for who I am. I was like, you know, as you know me, and for me to build my own rapport with people and not with someone that, or, or not with, or, or, or not, off of what someone else said about me and it and it happened because of many reasons but this is one of the primary ones is because i had taken some time for myself to really admit to myself and look in the mirror per se as we were mentioning earlier um what was true and what wasn't what was true and 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 what wasn't and um and so um that that grew me leaps and bounds because um you know there's people that um there's people you know there's people that say things about you right there's people that say things about you and um sometimes we can dismiss them so quickly but not realize the things that people say about us sometimes can be true even if it doesn't come out of the best place there's some truth to what they say and if we don't evaluate and look to ourselves to see if they are true, we could be actually giving food to a little monster that's growing inside of us. That's gonna, that's actually gonna hurt us later down the line. And so um, there was truth to what, what the whole situation I brought forth. I had to own up to certain things. I had to accept my responsibility and on my end of the deal and, um, and you know, learn that um, what could have been my prison, I actually made into my platform. Mm, I love that. And that's what a lot of people fight with because that takes transparency and that takes vulnerability out of your end. And sometimes it's very hard to do, especially in, 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 a, in a time where it doesn't seem people crave transparency, but it, also people are very fearful to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And when they're transparent, sometimes they're transparent in all the wrong ways. They want to be transparent about other people except for themselves. Yeah. And so I had to evaluate a lot of situations in my life previous uh, to that moment and then be honest and say, this is my fault. These are the things that I did. I have to own up to that. But I'm not defined by those things. I'm not defined by those things. I'm actually whatever. I'm actually a good guy. I'm actually a very smart individual. I'm someone that tells the truth. I'm someone that loves other people, that looks out for their best interests. And I had to tell myself these things. And I had to also be open and learn that 
what was used for me from bad, I could leverage it for good and tell people, hey, dude, I remember I was so scared at one time. I did lie and use that as my platform to create an avenue for people to feel comfortable and say, yeah, I've done that before too, but I've never admitted it. And also say, hey, yeah, I've done that before, but doesn't mean I had to continue to do that. Yeah. You find pain in your power, man. You find power in your pain, that is. Sorry. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good example of, uh, you know, that situation would be a good example. So what would you say the the out of the growth that you've experienced within the last year what what is what have you learned the most out of this last year i learned that that it's important to find really good friends not transactional relationships i'm talking about like real connections because everybody has transactional relationships. We live in a world that's filled with transaction. You do this for me, I do that. I'll do this, you do this. You're my friend because you do this. You're, you know, we're a part of the same team, so we're this. We're a part of the same organization, so we're family. But when you find really, really good friends, really, really good friends, and you hold on to those friendships and you value them, means a whole lot more than a lot of other things that we focus on. Yeah. And so one of the biggest lessons I learned was how to hold on to and, and really value and cherish the friendships that I have. I mean, look at like you, like you and, and, and yeah. like a few others, man. Yeah. I mean, it goes, that goes back to the premise of, of your circle changing. You know what I mean? You also have to ask yourself, why is it changing? definitely i've had my circle change so many times it's a revolving door yeah <laughs> yeah man um that's one of the lessons maybe another one is um learn how to rest i'm rest. learning that now rest i'm not saying learn how to be lazy yeah <laughs> because i'll tell you one thing man 2020 has made everybody almost everybody lethargic and lazy people don't want to go back to work mm-hmm. People don't want to, you know, and people are like, well, people don't want to go back to work. They want to start their own business. And it's like, oh, bro, you haven't started your business since this happened. So <laughs> you've been on unemployment for a year and you haven't saved up anything to start your business. So you can throw that out the window. I want, pe- I don't want people to be confused too with laziness. Just because you get up and go to a job doesn't mean that you're not lazy. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's also called robbing, stealing yeah. from your work. Yeah. Um. But. But but yeah, learn how to rest. You know, if you're listening today and you've been working at it and you've been working at it, you've been working at it. Sometimes, I mean, if you're like me or, you know, I'm even going to go on a limb, you're like Terrell. Sometimes we give and we give and we give and we give and we don't realize that our tank per se or our, our metaphorical tank, as like we're a vehicle, we're on empty, man. Or we're like less than a quarter tank. And the only way you're going to fill yourself back up is by rest. And I'm not telling you to lay in bed and not do anything. That could be what works for you, but find something that's going to sort of escape you from everything else that's drawing your attention normally, whether it's getting off social media, whether it's 
turning off your phone for a while or maybe limiting yourself to who you talk to so that you could be able to reevaluate, reassess. You could be able to lean in on the things that are going to help you grow, whether it's in your business, whether it's in uh, whatever uh, you're involved in, whether it's in your family, whether whatever it is, lean into the things that are going to help you and grow you and understand that life isn't slowing down, but if you don't learn how to rest, life will put your life at a stop very quick. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm so glad you said all that. I'm going to play a clip from this interview that Candy had with Nivia, the singer Nivia. And um, when I watched the interview yesterday, very powerful. Nivia, I want you on my show. Nivia, you need to come on this. Tell your story. Create your own story. But anyways, um, (laughs) it it really was just so, like, it spoke to me because I'm just like, that's me. Like, I do this. Um, So I'm going to play this clip right now. And then we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah go overboard with love like i will drown in in the other person what's your very sign? unhealthy aries march aries oh my goodness <laughs> what's your sign? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes it's not healthy it was it's not healthy to be that way i'm mm. still working on that actually uh bam girl and giving myself what you know i need instead of i'm such a I want to please you person mm-hmm. not even just in relationships in all my relationships um, in life period with my family and my friends like I will overdo it I take so much from me for you mm-hmm. which ended up taking me out damn near and hurting you yeah I got real 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 low and I never get that low again thank you lord but I got so low because I was depleted mm-hmm. I had nothing for me I wasn't, I couldn't inspire, I couldn't be optimistic anymore. I couldn't pump myself back up. I, it just was, I had nothing left. So I'm glad that you said yeah. all of that because I felt like just even a few months ago, back in April, May, that I was in that space. Mm. I was giving so much to different people and I felt like everybody was going through it in those two months. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to be there for certain people and then just even just listening to mm-hmm. what people were going through, it weighs on you because you want to be able to help, but you know you can't. And then the ways that I was trying to help, I was doing this and that and, and I was giving all of me. And mm-hmm. I really couldn't. So when I did the podcast with Samo, which was like my dream podcast, I didn't even appreciate it. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't want to say the word appreciate it, but I didn't like, I didn't take it in. Like I felt, I didn't feel accomplished. I didn't feel like I did something great. I literally right after that podcast aired, I didn't do anymore. Like I stopped. I was just going through that and I just couldn't be motivational to people even though I was trying I didn't even talk to you for about three weeks because I just couldn't there was somebody one of yeah, my friends hit me up or whatever and I was like I'm gonna call you because I knew he was really going through something and I just couldn't I couldn't do it because I couldn't put any more on myself and yeah. it 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 was just really really hard to get back up from that mm-hmm. spot um, but I did it, uh, and, yeah. and it's, and it's like, just reminds me of like the lessons that I keep learning over and over again, 
that about, you know, sometimes you have to put you first. And I, or be quote unquote, you know, um, rest, like I, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that. I'm learning how to do that. It is a work in process. This is my toxic trait. Um, Mm -hmm. And it may not be toxic to anybody else, but it's toxic to me. And yeah. it's just like, how can you drive a car with no gas? This ain't a Tesla. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but not yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Um, but that's just the space that I was really in. And it really, you know, I don't want to yeah. get back to that space again. And I have yeah. to learn how to not pick up the phone. Um, not listen to negativity because I'm trying to turn something positive that's negative for people. And I just, sometimes it's just like, it's not, it's it's just, sometimes it's just too much. Like I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be positive. Granted, I might throw some shade, some slight fun shade and stuff like that. Um, and tell the truth, be honest with people. But a lot of times people don't want to hear the truth. So therefore, I don't want to fight with you, so I'm just not even going to say anything. I'll just listen to what you guys have to say. And it's just, sometimes it just weighs too much on you. And I know that me and Nivea and you are not the only people that go through that type of thing. But mm-hmm. what have you done, in a sense, to be able to to counteract, to, to put yourself first? Um, well, I'll be, I'll be real with you. This <laughs> This last week, man, or two weeks ago, I, t- I took a leave of absence from work. I know that's rough, man, during a time of pandemic. Yeah. You know, um, but to my fault, I had no choice to. I think there could have been preventative measure, measure, me- measures measures. <laughs> measures to that. Um, when you're a giver, and listen, not everybody gives the same way, but when you're a giver, let's just say, right? Um, I've realized when you're a giver or for most givers, there's this, there's this issue of boundaries. And, and, and it's not always an issue at first, but trust me, I say issue because it definitely can be one you don't set margin to what you allow and what you don't allow into your life, into your ears. And if you're not careful, you're no, you're not doing any good to anybody. You'll eventually, you'll eventually find yourself the same way who, whoever is venting to you or sharing with you all this misfortune or bad news or, or what have you, or, you know, this down talk to you or whatever it could be you'll be just like them. Yeah. You'll be lost. And so what I've learned and what I've through this leave of absence, you have to set margin. Like I can't, I can't do it. You know, and that, and, and here's the thing about that because there's a silver lining to self care and selfishness. Yeah. There's a huge silver lining or there's a silver lining to that. And, and look, it's very easy to lean on, the boat of self-care and actually be in the boat of selfishness when you're taking care of yourself it's because one you should love yourself and you should take care of yourself because you know that you're valuable 
You know that you're valuable. You know that your life brings meaning or it should bring meaning or it has some type of meaning. Um, even if you haven't found out what that meaning is, I'm going to let you know right here today, you, your life is meant to have so much meaning and it's full of meaning and so much purpose. If you've yet to find that out, you will find that out. Don't give up. But what I will say is this, man, you, um, what will end up happening is, is one you'll become like them you'll or no offense to anybody who you know put puts you you know puts you into that state of being but you have to draw a margin and, and and if you don't man it's gonna hurt you the silver lining between the two as i said is 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 you you're taking care of yourself with others in mind mm-hmm. with you in mind but with others in mind there are other people that look out for themselves and they're willing to put others in a bad position for their own sake. And that's not good. Yeah. That's not right. And you see it a lot in business. You see it in friendships sometimes. You see it sometimes, you know, um, t- with people, and it's so petty, but it's like when people, you know, like another individual and you have a group of friends and, one person has a crush on another person. It's like, yo, I'm going to put this person down so I can get with that girl. I can get with that guy. You see it all the time. Like, yeah. I'm going to throw shade on them. That's selfish. That's selfish. And so in regard to helping yourself, man, like, you're always thinking about others. You know, I could say, like, in, in, in for those of you that listen to the host, if you know him well, or if you don't know him well, I'll tell you one thing. Naturally, he's someone that enjoys giving, you know. But you and I have even talked about it. And I'll say it too for myself. I love even in, especially in a spiritual way to give and to love. And I I love pouring into people and I love trying to create space for people and opportunity and to empower people. And and even if it has nothing to do with me, I'm clapping if you're winning, even if, even if I reap no benefit from it, the benefit is you're winning, but I can't be who I am in anybody's life without helping myself. My intention on helping myself is one, so that I can be at peace. Two, I can be healthy. But three, it's because I know that my passion entails people. It entails people. And this goes for anybody, man. If you've heard this before, great. If you haven't, I'll be the first to let you know whether you think that you are or you aren't, there's always someone looking at you. And there's always someone looking up to you. That's so true. I find, and I I think that that was part of a, I had gotten this back when I turned 30. Oh, not me telling my age. So three years ago. Dang, man. Uh, Back when I was young. Yeah, right back when I was just a little chitlin'. But no, back when I was uh, 30, I had got received this note from, I was on my birthday, they gave me this card, and it, it was like, said some so much positive stuff and how they looked up to me and i'm just like oh snaps people actually look up to like i'm just being me and people actually Mm -hmm. look up to some of the things that i do so it's like okay i have to be mindful on how i handle certain situations in front of people and even but even behind closed doors um but i have to be mindful of how i handle certain situations because you know like sometimes we don't think like this, but sometimes, like, not to make it biblical, but sometimes we're the only God or Jesus that somebody will ever meet. 
or oversee. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean by that is like something that you do that's good can change somebody's life around and you don't even realize it, whether it be good or be bad. Yes, super true, man. Super duper true. You know, that's that's so that's so good. And this is where this is where taking ownership plays such a big role, such a big role, because because you're right. Um, This is what happened to me. This is what's happened to me at times. And you've called me out for it. I think and I'm going to just put myself like, look, I'll put. I'll put the spotlight on myself, but I ain't talking about the spotlight to make me look good. I'm going to be real human with you and be honest, you know, because we're talking about growth and I'll just be super transparent. There have been situations in my life that have put me out of character from, of, from who I truly am. I think I know what you're talking and I've been about. called out <laughs> and I've been called out for it. Yeah. There have been situations, several different situations. And, um, and, and I've had to take ownership of those things, like real talk. And here's the thing. If you don't take care of yourself, this is, and it all stems from this. I didn't set margin. I didn't take care of myself. I'm the one to blame, ultimately. Like, you're driving, you're driving the car. People say, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus is like, no, I'm leading you to wherever I'm going, yeah. but I'm empowering you to drive. And sometimes we like to advocate responsibility for the things that we do on other people. And the real, reality is, is that we're always going to have people that are either going to offend us, do things to us, have done things to us, memories that we have to deal with. And the reality is this. It's your responsibility on how you move forward with that. You have no control of what's been done, no control of what's being told to you. Well, no, you, you have control to set the margin, but ultimately your reaction, you need to take responsibility of. And for one of the things... Because I didn't take care of myself, because I didn't set margin and all those reasons, I started finding myself stepping out of the character of who I truly am known to be. And it's not because I'm putting up this front. It's just I allowed certain situations to get me there. And it was my fault. And here's the thing about the whole thing about you being the only Jesus, like you had mentioned that anybody is, is ever going to see is that's true. And so, because you didn't take ownership of what was going on in your life, or you didn't put yourself around the right circle, like we, we were mentioning before or the right community or to hold yourself accountable or to make sure to rest or to invest into yourself. Now you find yourself in a place and walking in shoes and looking in the mirror and seeing someone that you don't even know. Yeah. And if you're here and you're listening today, like, look, I'm such a loving person. I don't say that like, I don't like to say like things like that about myself. I'm learning how to sort of like give myself compliments and give myself grace. Mm -hmm. But I think I would like to think that I'm a very loving person. I love to believe in people, but I am very, very, very firm because of what I've been through on you having to take ownership. And if you're listening today, it could have been, a lot of people's fault, but it's your fault if you're not growing. Yeah. That's funny that you say that. So I don't want to put their business out like that, but um, I was talking to my uncle and he was having like relationship issues, whatnot. And I was like, 
you shouldn't be happy about the outcome, even though the outcome was good for you. He's all like, well, this is what happened. You know, she, she did all this stuff or whatever. And I'm like, but it's partly your fault too. Like yeah. you, you allowed these things to keep going on and the disrespect to you to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you're part of the blame. And I think that sometimes like we harp so much over what somebody else has done to us and not, mm-hmm. like you said, take ownership and say like, okay, well, yeah, they're saying this, they're doing this. But at the same time, I put myself in a position to allow so much to go on and not stop it. So this is why they're saying or doing this or whatever. And, you know, he just looked at me like he was stuck on stupid. But I'm just like, yeah, you're part like you're part to blame. Like, you know, like you could have nipped this in the bud a long time ago, but you didn't. So now these are the, you know, and granted. Did he, did he accept it? Um, I don't know. I walked away. <laughs> just threw my little, my little, you know, nuggets out there. And then I, I, I did. Salt day. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but um, but no, I totally believe Jeez. that, and I, I have had to do that several times within the last year, like with certain friendships that have gone awry, and I'm just like, well, what part did I play? Me not setting boundaries caused for myself caused me to have issues in certain things, and I think the hard thing, the hardest thing to do, is not to set boundaries with new stuff. It's more so to set them when. You've allowed so much to happen prior because yeah. now when you start yeah. to set boundaries, they're going to be like, oh, you changed or you're acting different. And it's not that I'm acting different. I still got love for you the same. I'm still yep. there if you need me. However, I have to set this boundary so I can be there mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. It's so true, man. It's so true. You know me, bro. I'm like, and here's the thing, you know. It's, I get it, man. It's not, it's not always the best feeling accepting when things are your fault. I think one of the huge, a huge abdication of responsibility is um, when people subtly say this, it's my fault for letting you, or it's my fault for, and then they sort of bring it back on you. Yeah. And they're not really accepting responsibility about the way they acted, mm-hmm. about how they reacted, the essence that they're carrying now or anything. It's still put on the under the other individual. Don't do that. If you're listening here today, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. There might be some truth to what you're saying, but at the end of the day, you're almost trying to answer or bring blame or forcefully have someone else accept what they're at fault for yeah it's like a it takes it it takes it's a it's a two-person thing yeah it's like apologizing and then right after you apologize but i wouldn't have acted that way if you didn't you know exactly exactly like so then you're not sorry (laughs) exactly and if if you're listening here today and you're either a part of um, a management team, business, a re- in a relationship, or even a friendship in the context of friendship in general, any type of relationship, whether it be with many people or just one individual. Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, accountability is a huge thing. Get around people 
that are going to be committed to seeing the best of you, not committed to pointing out the worst in you, yeah. not committed to putting you down, not committed to being your boss, not committed to, to, to those things. Commit yourself to people, allow your, allow yourself to commit yourself to people and also allow people to commit themselves to you, the right people to commit themselves to you, to hold you accountable. And this is going back to the, to, to the, uh, the topic of responsibility. When you're in a friendship, a relationship, or even in a team, it's good to expose the things that you've done and take ownership. Hey, I, I did respond that way. Hey, I do have that trait. Thank you for pointing out my blind spots. Those are blind spots. Those are things, blind spots are things that you do not see, but other people from a distance or other people that are within your proximity speak and address you of. And it's even better when it's the people that are committed to your growth. And it's better when it's the people that you're building with and that you're doing life with. And especially if you're in a relationship that you're in a relationship with, because if you're in a relationship, you're going to be committed to each other's growth. You sh- At least you should be. And so when you point out those blind spots or when you expose those spots that aren't blind, they're evident and they're pe- people are bringing, bringing it to your attention because they love you expose those things, but expose those things to the right people that are going to hold you accountable to seeing you change. And if you're a person that's holding someone else accountable, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, and it's a word of advice, show grace to them because they might not get it the first time, the second time, or even the fifth time. They might be taking baby steps to changing, but as long as they're changing, I've always said this, slow motion is still motion. There are certain things that have been built as habits and they require motion. And sometimes the motion is slow and it's not because they're being lazy and it's not because they don't want to change, but it's because it's something different from what they're used to because they've ingrained themselves to build a certain habit of what they've done. And it might've not been beneficial, but slow motion is motion. And so commit yourself. People will appreciate you for that, but also appreciate those that are holding you accountable to change. Remember accountability, you should be accountable to yourself, but that's why it's important to have community and have people that you're building with or people, whether it's an individual or a group that you're committed to and that are committed to your best version of you so that you can grow, show grace to each other and allow each other to, to, to do what's necessary. Um, but you should be honest. You should be honest. And it starts with you. I love that. I love that. Uh, I do want to play another song. I went pretty hard on that. Uh, yeah, you was. I, I was. I, I thought in my head, I was I'm, like, if I had I'm the soundbite of Kurt Franklin when he's like, "Preach, preacher," like I'm definitely getting that <laughs> soundbite because um, it just made me think of that. Um, but yeah, the organ. I'm going to play this record. Um, there's like so many other records I wanted to play, but I didn't get to because we just went on. But this one is by Layla Hathaway. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, it's called Why Oh Why. And it kind of talks a little bit about what we were just talking about. So here's Why Oh Why by my girl, Layla Hathaway. Let's get into it, yo.
back and forth in our seats i know he really was <laughs> i love that record because it's basically she's saying like like i'm acknowledging everything that's happened but how are you not acknowledging this like Damn. i've shown you love so you're treating me like i haven't shown you or been cool with you or been there for you um so tell me why you don't see all the good stuff that i've done mm. Um, so I love that record. Layla Hathaway again, you can get that off of, you know, Terrell Garnett's presents Brown Sugar and Honey. Um but <laughs> Yeah, you know I played that song. <laughs> but anyways, um for my last question for you, um mm-hmm. I feel like you've already answered this question. Like you said sure. something in the beginning, but I'm gonna at like not answer the yeah yeah I guess you've already answered the question but you may come up with something different but sure actually um I'm gonna ask you a different question I'm gonna ask you a different question sure this is the last question though if okay. happiness were a coin what would you do to get rich if hap- happiness was a coin what would I do to get rich yes so basically what I'm saying is in that aspect is if happiness equated to money what would you do to get rich meaning what would you do to be happy I say that question because I, I say this yeah. question because people sometimes like it people are all about getting money and all about going and getting their business off the ground doing all this stuff but they tend to neglect their happiness. So if there is a gauge of happiness on a level, what would you do or what are you going to do to reach that? To get my money up? 
to get your happiness up. Okay. So the happiness is a coin. If happiness was a coin. <laughs> um just an analogy. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting one. <laughs> yeah, I came up with it today. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my god. I'm thinking right now to myself. Well, I'm trying to be able to answer your analogy. Um because I don't know if I'm going to answer it correctly. So all I'm really gauging, asking, you know, because you've grown and you've shown these signs or whatever, but you're not at the level of ha- happiness that you want to be just yet. So what, 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 what do you feel it's going to take or what do you feel that you're going to do to reach that? For me personally, I'm coming to the understanding of something that I already knew. Which would be perfect to let everybody else know. A lot of times we're looking for answers and we ask everybody, everybody and their mom, the question on what I should do about this situation or what I should do in order to grow here or or whatever. And a lot of people give you the same answers. The reason why you look for other answers is because you're hoping for a different one. Yeah. And usually when you go to the people that you go to, that give you the answer you already knew it yeah and so for me my answer is something that i already know it's not some culmination of what's going to make me happy but it's it's definitely what's because i think happiness sometimes could be temporary yeah definitely. um it comes and goes but i know that I know that this is something that's going to bring me joy and purpose. And it's something that I already know that, um, that I have to do. And it's, it's, uh, it's getting back into the business of, 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 of working with people. Um, there, there's a saying, and I think the context of this could be given in many, I mean, the context could be, super wide in general but um your job i I heard this before uh, your job is um is what you work for your calling is what you live for and so i know everybody has to work and somebody and, and there are people that operate in their calling and that is their work but it brings purpose and it gives purpose. Whatever you're called to, live for that. Don't get caught up in your nine to five. Don't get caught up in just working. No, I'm not saying to abdicate responsibility and not work because you should be bringing purpose to your work. You should be bringing some type of meaning to whatever you do, even if it's not the main thing that you are called to do. But find out what you're called to do. I know for me, myself, I had to take sort of a, a hiatus in, a, in, 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 in church. They call it a sabbatical and, and go through some very crazy lessons and experiences and transitions. Um, and, 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 and God allowed it. God allowed it. But it brought a clear perspective to me. And the reason why I sort of did it was because there was different facets of it. 
there's different reasons and there's, there's multiple reasons and facets of why I had to step away from the people business. Um, but there are people that sort of step into the people business or there, there are people that sort of step into what they do because that's all they know. And they don't realize that what their life really wants is something else. What's really their calling is something else until you sort of step away and you'll find it and God will show you it and he'll reveal it to you. People will confirm it to you. People will affirm you and you'll see doors open for you. That's beautiful. Like I could say something about your podcast and your life just in general, your life is, is going to, it's going to take off. You're going to be in spaces and places with people that you once admired, you're going to be sitting with them. Uh, you know what's so you're funny? Gonna... I don't mean to cut you off because I really do appreciate that. And yesterday I was telling freaking Romeo this, but yesterday I never in my life have I ever vi- envisioned anything like that. But I seen this article about this lady that ran a podcast for Alpha Music. I don't remember where she ran podcast from. But now she's running um, a podcast for... For Netflix, they're going to be building something where they have, and I, like, I literally seen it, and I was like, oh, I've, I've seen myself interviewing people on TV. Like, I'd yeah. seen it. Like, I, it was like a vision or something like that, and I'm like, oh, like, I, it may not come today, it may not come in the next five, ten years or whatever, but i I seen it. Yeah. I heard, I heard a great speaker say one time in an interview, he said, he was talking about it. So now I'm going to answer my question too. Like okay. I'm going to answer the question that you asked for me personally, mm. but I want to ensure someone too, because I want to tell you this. I think I've told you this plenty of times because I, I sort of, I live by this. It's one of the things I live by and I have so much assurance and, but I want to tell whoever's listening too. there was a speaker and they had asked, he had a conversation with his son who had just graduated, graduated uh, his university to be a sound engineer. And he said, dad, what if I went to school for this and it doesn't work out the way I think it will? And he said, and he said, what if, what if this isn't what God wants? And he sort of just had these natural doubts because he was getting older and his dad told him, he said, if this isn't the thing that God wants, this will be the thing that leads to the thing. The key is to do something to do it well to do what you know, <clears throat> for those of you that have a relationship with God, you have this you have this connection with God, to do the things that God is leading you to do, He's called you to do, even if it seems like it's pointless or you don't see something working out through through what you're doing. Trust me, that might not be the final straw of what you do. That might just be the door that's leading you to the door that you've been longing to walk through all your life. I remember you, you had told me in a conversation a long time ago, about two years ago, I had said, bro, you had, you had, I think you were just about to launch the podcast. You just about were, you just, you were just about to uh, become a creative director for Sky and you were connecting with different people. And you had said, I had, I've invested into this thing for about nine to 10 years <laughs> and nothing was working mm-hmm. and something broke loose. I'm, I, I want to tell someone here today. Don't stop doing the things that you do, especially when it's for people and especially when you love doing it. You should get guidance. You should get help. You should build, but don't be discouraging and doing good. 
at its proper time, you're going to reap yours. You're going to get yours. And, 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 and I could say that not just about you. I could say that about another podcaster that I know that's a good friend of mine that went from having uh, in one year about 10,000 10, streams to having well over 100,000 now and having and, and he's just continuing to grow and grow and grow. You can plug him and if you want his podcast. Shout out to Isaiah, the Bird Brain Podcast. If you fo- if you like podcasts, follow the Bird Brain Podcast. Yes, Terrell and him have a great Bird Brain, uh, a great Bird Brain, a, a great podcast. His is called the Bird Brain Podcast, and you can follow him as uh, I believe it's Isaiah Frizzell. Uh, he's also a great actor, yes, great speaker, um, very educated. He has his education in psychology. And he has a lot of great um, uh, mental health tips and tricks and insights that he can give you. He's doing a great job. Uh, he's my friend. And um, and he's he's the person that I'm talking about right now, along with Terrell. And there's so many other people that I know that are like that. There's so many people that are like that. And you hear stories about it. So it's not a make-believe thing. This can happen for you. And um, And I'll tell you one thing, man. For me personally... I stepped away from, from the people business, from helping people in the, in a public platform. And, um, and some people step away and they find their, their niche in life. Some people step away and man, you, you can just feel a tugging in your heart. You can feel a tug in your heart and, and, and you can't, it's almost like you can't rest. Yeah, And it's not because you're trying to stay busy, but it's because you know this is what you've been called to do. I've been called to help people in every space, in every place, in every avenue that I will even say God has created me to do, to help them in. And whether it's to meet them at their level and not necessarily inherently ride automatically talk to them about my faith or about Jesus or about God per se, but it's just to build relational equity. I'll do whatever I need to do. I know my faith. I know my. I know where my hope and my tr- and, and my truth lies in, and, and and where my future lies in. It's God. You know. To be honest, we shouldn't even be having this podcast, or at least me me not be here with you. Yeah. You know. I I, sh- I should be dead. I should be in jail. There's so many things that could have been happening to me. There's so many scenarios that could have happened in my life. And by the grace of God, God spared my life, but it's because he marked my life. There's some of you here, you're sitting on your life. You're sitting on your life. And God's covered you and God's protected you. And God's made sure that you were okay out of that situation. Don't sleep on yourself. Don't sleep on yourself. But that's what I have to do. I got to go back into into doing what I've known, not because it's easy, but because I know that's what I've been called to do. That's what brings me joy. That's what's going to make me rich, per se. Yeah. And and and, and 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 I'll say this last remark. I heard this, and I think it's so great. Someone told someone asked one of my heroes. They said, they said, how do you how do you have money? How do you have money? And he said this, he said this, or how are you so rich? And he said this, he said, there's been times in my life where I haven't had a cent to my name and I've still been rich. 
it's about the internal stuff, man. And 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 and, and the wealth and everything else that generates that comes with it. I feel that I feel that. Well, I do want to thank you so very much for this podcast and doing this again for us. You can follow Jerry at It's Okay Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to end the podcast a little differently. Usually, I do my outro music, but he ain't doing that today. And if you wanted to follow Isaiah, his his podcast is Isaiah. I'm gonna um, Brazil. I'm gonna spell that for you guys. It's I S A I A H F R I Z Z. He is an Eric L L E. Um, and then follow your boy Terrell Garnett. T E R R E L L Garnett G A R N E T T underscore. Um, and you follow me on all social media platforms. But I want to mm-hmm. end this podcast with a, a song instead of my outro music. Um, this is a new song by Brenton and Christina Cox. It's called Something About You, and it's an uplifting song, so I wanted to end it different mm-hmm. than doing my outro music. Um, so, yeah, we are out, and I'm going to play the tunes, y'all. Something about you, something about you, something about you makes me better. Heart is true, glad I got you. Something about you, 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 you. You're the reason why I smile when I'm down. I'm so happy knowing you're around. I get excited when I hear your name. Tears of joy that I can't explain. When I'm having a real bad day, you chase all the clouds away. I know that you got my back. Been there and that's a fact. Everything about you is good. To live without you, I never could. Everything about you is